It's time for a reality check. It's time for a dose of the facts. This is the John Muir Show. Good morning, John Muir Show. It is 9.06 a.m. on Monday morning. And over the weekend, a 27-year-old black man named Rayshard Brooks died after being shot by white police officers in Atlanta. Not surprisingly, there was immediate outrage as some folks rushed to label this incident as the latest instance of racist white cops needlessly fatally targeting black civilians. Uh, This, of course, as there remains great unrest in this country over the May 25th death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. But while some are trying to liken Brooks' death to Floyd's death, the two incidents could not be more different. Uh, The killing of George Floyd was totally senseless. Floyd was already securely in police custody when an officer forcefully kneeled on Floyd's neck for nearly nine minutes. Uh, That was a totally inappropriate use of force. On the other hand, when Rayshard Brooks was shot by police, he was not in custody. Uh, Rather, Brooks had forcefully resisted arrest when officers tried taking him into custody after he was found passed out in a vehicle that was parked in a Wendy's drive-thru. And then, during the scuffle that followed, Brooks took one of the officer's tasers, fled with that taser, and then turned to point a weapon at those officers. At that point, Brooks posed a threat to both the officers and to the community. Action needed to be taken to end that threat to innocent lives. If Rayshard Brooks did not want to risk being shot, well then he should not have stolen an officer's weapon uh, and subsequently given the appearance that he was going to use a weapon against officers. That comes across as a direct threat to their livelihoods. So, while a sad situation, certainly, it seems that the officers acted appropriately in this case. Uh, However, the officer who fired the shot that hit Brooks, a man by the name of Garrett Rolfe, has been fired by Atlanta police. Uh, And the other officer on scene has been placed on administrative duty. Sadly, but not surprisingly, leftist so-called leaders in Atlanta do not have the officers back. Far-left mayor... Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, who's currently auditioning to be Joe Biden's running mate, celebrated the officer's firing. That county's district attorney, Paul Howard, called 
the officer's actions an unrealistic escalation of matters. Adding that at the time there was no present threat to anyone. Yeah, nothing to see here. Yeah, ignore the fact that you have a criminal on the loose who's uh, pointing a weapon at innocent people. No, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. There's no threat. Please. In this presidential election year, it is clear that some very influential Trump detractors are hell-bent on stoking racial unrest. Uh, to make it seem like anti-black racism is running rampant in the United States. Uh, it's clear they are hell-bent on doing that. Making it seem like anti-black racism is running rampant. Uh, in reality, though, it is not running rampant. There was one tragic episode in Minneapolis uh, that quite possibly was racially motivated. And there are other isolated incidents of racism in this country uh, throughout the racial spectrum, throughout the political spectrum. And all of those instances should be denounced by all of us. Uh, however, racism is not consuming this nation's population. Far from it. Uh, most people in this country are not racist. Rather, they are decent people who do not go around resenting others based on the color of their skin. Uh, thus, they are not racist. So, the message that these leftist elites are pushing, it, it is totally false. It, it is totally disingenuous. But when you're an out-of-power party with no coherent policy message, well then, you resort to pathetic measures like dividing people based on their immutable characteristics, which is exactly what so many of the leaders of the Democrat Party are doing today. On Friday, presumed 2020 presidential nominee Joe Biden addressed Wisconsin's Democrat Party convention claiming that he is the one, he is the one who can end racism in the United States. Uh, keep in mind, that is the same Joe Biden who says there are white kids and poor kids, uh, who questions the blackness of any African-American who does not immediately say they're voting for him in November. And there are other instances, similar instances as well. Uh, Joe Biden is a racist, and this show does not throw that term around loosely. Uh, it reserves it for instances where it certainly applies. And in this instance, it certainly does apply. Joe Biden is a racist. Uh, yet, Joe Biden has the audacity to claim that the real bigot is Donald Trump. Uh, the man who has been the best president for the black community in more than a century and a half. Biden claims that guy, President Trump, is the real bigot. Uh, which, of course, Biden's claim is simply not true.
look, in cases where there are bad cops, those cops must be fired, uh, and if applicable, those cops must be criminally prosecuted. Fortunately, that is happening in the George Floyd case. However, it is imperative that good cops are not lumped in with the bad cops. It is imperative that good cops are still allowed to do their jobs properly to protect the communities they serve. But in some cases, uh, that is not happening. Uh, These good cops, they are being lumped in with the bad cops, uh, and they are not being allowed to do their jobs properly to protect your communities. On Friday, the leftist Minneapolis City Council unanimously approved a pledge to eliminate its police department. In New York over the weekend, legislative leaders announced that they will cut $1 billion from the NYPD budget. And the list goes on and on. In this moment, police officers are frequently being demonized via collective judgment as they typically receive rather small salaries. Which is why it comes as no surprise when 14 officers quit in one week in Minneapolis. It comes as no surprise when 10 officers quit in one week from a department in South Florida. Uh, And there have been other examples like this as well in recent days. None of it comes as a surprise. I I mean, at a time like this, who would want to be a police officer? And if we don't have police, then what happens? Well, if you want an answer to that last question, uh, what happens when we don't have police? Uh, you don't have to imagine. All you have to do is look at Seattle, Washington, where the leftist politicians' handcuffing of police led to rioters taking over a six-block area in Seattle that includes City Hall and includes a police precinct. Now, of course, the first thing that those rioters did when they took over that area was erect a border to keep unwanted people out and put armed individuals in charge of keeping order in the area. Build a wall and maintain a strong policing body. Hmm. What novel concepts. I... What sitting president who is loathed by the anarchists and their friends ever came up with those ideas and was disingenuously demonized as a result of saying those ideas out loud? Who might that be? Hmm. I think you know. Isn't that interesting that these these people, these rioters who took over this part of Seattle, who are trying to make it their own area, right away, they built 
a wall and they built up a police force. Even the dissenters, even the dissenters indirectly admit that President Trump and us supporters of President Trump had the right idea all along. Uh, when we said and continue to say we must properly secure our borders in the United States and we must maintain a strong police force in the United States. Uh, they, they won't say the exact words, but even the dissenters, as you're seeing in Seattle, even they are indirectly admitting that we are right all along, that you need those things uh, if you're properly going to run a country. But in Seattle, uh, the leftist mayor, Jenny Durkin, has allowed this criminal takeover of her downtown to occur. And it's led to residents and business owners getting shaken down by these criminals. I, I mean, it's awful what's taking place in Seattle. But that is what voting Democrat gets you these days. Things go to hell because Democrat politicians fail to stand up to anyone that they perceive as Democrat Party voters. Uh, no matter how lawless those people might be. That's what's happening in Seattle, Washington. Uh, contrast that with what we've heard out of Tennessee in recent days. When criminals threatened to set up a similar autonomous zone in Nashville, Republican Governor Bill Lee said that he would not stand for it. Again, that opposed to Washington's Democrat governor, Jay Inslee, who laughed about and did nothing about the autonomous zone that was set up in Seattle. You see, this is one of the great contrasts between the two major parties in the United States at the present moment. The Republican Party might not be perfect. It certainly is not perfect. But at least you have elected Republicans who are working to keep law and order in your country. Uh, contrast that with today's Democrat Party leaders who are showing you prime example out in Seattle, prime example in the state of Washington. Those Democrat leaders refuse to even be bothered as your society crumbles in their hands. And if anybody wants to weigh in, we would love to hear what you have to say. 920-406-1360-888-455-1360. Email John Muir Show at mwcradio.com. Text 79489. It is 921. This is the John Muir Show.